I'm recording. Cool. We're back. We're back. Happy pre-Halloween. Happy pre-Halloween. It's a little anticlimactic this year. Yeah. Mm. I guess there's mischief night too. What's mischief night? It's the night before Halloween. It was on that stupid New York Times um, dialect test. Like what do you call the night before Halloween? Mischief night? I've never heard that. On the East Coast. We call it we call it mischief night. Um, Fuck to vandalize some small businesses (laughs) in the name of mischief. Um, Halloween's already pretty mischievous. Yeah, this is like when you toilet paper somebody's house or something. Oh, I see. Okay, it's all no fun and games like that this year, though. Yeah, just COVID. (laughs) The ultimate trick. (laughs) Um. Do you you think it's racist um, that I don't really fuck with Dia de los Muertes? (laughs) I don't even know what that is. It's like Mexican Halloween. It's Mexican Halloween with with the skeleton faces. Yeah. I find the aesthetic to be a little... (laughs) I find the aesthetic a little distasteful, to be honest. But why is that? Well, probably for racist reasons, Anna. Uh, No, I think, well, I think it's not, I think it has to do more with the kind of um, Southwest United States um, Americanization of Dia de los Muertes. It has like the way that it, the intersection of Dia de los Muertes and, (laughs) and like Burning Man. Yeah. Is where it kind of, it seeped together a little too much for me. Yeah, like the cringe. Because uh, white like, people love to paint their face like a skeleton and yeah. wear like, yeah, like a Frida Kahlo flower crown and stuff. Yeah, it's a kind of like um, the apotheosis of Coachella. Yeah. Something like that. It's like spooky Coachella. Um, so you have some costume ideas. Ooh, yeah, I want to do a couple's Buffalo 66 costume yeah. with my boyfriend, but I don't think we will just because I don't really feel like going out yeah. where I'm pushing 30 as people love to remind me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he's definitely doesn't, you know, want to dress, dress up. up. Ever, yeah. It's not a very yeah adult grown, grown ass man thing to do. So no, but it'd be cute. It would be cute. I think just having just the I concept think you guys is would cute. Be really cute. And you could really pull it off. Um, because the gallo costumes is easy. It's just the boots, really. Yeah. It's the red boots and the gray jacket. And then I already have all that, like, Christina Ricci baby whore stuff. Yeah, so. like Lolita core. Yeah, the, the gallo costume is just, like, um kind of like a leather racer jacket mm-hmm. with a slightly boot-cut pants. Yeah. Iconic. Western-style boots. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you have any concept ideas? Well, I wanted to go as uh, Ben and Abby Shapiro. Oh, yeah. And I would do that in any combination. Like, I don't have to be Abby simply because I'm a biological female. Right. Um, With Eli. I'm also a pompous know-it-all, so I can easily go you can as do, Ben. You can do both genders. Yeah. We're just going to both be big-titted Shapiro <laughs> siblings. But I don't think Eli like wants to 
dress up either because it's kind of cucked and gay for a 40 year old man to yeah dress up for halloween especially in a couple's costume yeah i get it but i just i don't blame him i don't blame him yeah i don't either that's why buffalo 66 is a good compromise because it's very low effort yeah it's neutral you could go out uh in the greenpoint williamsburg area and people would just assume that you ordinarily dress like that. yeah I'll be me and you'll be my boyfriend. (laughs) What if we went as boyfriend and girlfriend for Halloween? (laughs) Um, I don't know what other costumes. Uh, You know, I was thinking of being like the cat for Halloween. Sister. Yeah. But then I'd probably get canceled for doing blackface. I feel like you made that joke last year. (laughs) But then what if I do blue contact lenses? I think it'd be cute to be the cat. It would be. You could do it tastefully. Yeah. You know, you could do it without a minstrel vibe. Well, I would want to do it with the... (laughs) I could be AOC, you know, all white, crying at kids in cages. You could really be AOC with a bold red lip, actually. Just hunched over, crying. With a wig. Yeah. Long black wig, coke white pants and a bold red lip and that's your i would actually love to see as aoc like payless flats or whatever she's wearing out there (laughs) i doubt they're payless (laughs) (laughs) um maybe next year um anyway we have a special halloween love line very spooky for our lovely listeners um shall i play a voicemail yeah, you can roll that beautiful bean footage. Hey Anna, hey Dasha. Um, I'm going on a trip with my boyfriend soon, and for a bunch of reasons, the first time traveling since living together, uh, we've had a good amount of pretty like deeply painful fights since working from home and being each o- around each other constantly. So, um, on this trip, I guess I just don't want anything like that to happen because I think we've hurt each other in a lot of like painful ways and I don't want to experience that again or like be the person doling that out. Um, My boyfriend means a lot to me and I want to make this trip feel special to him. Uh, He's been working really hard and kind of deserves a vacation. We haven't done that in a while. Um, I guess what I want to know from you guys is if you have advice on how I can silence my neuroses and anxieties to make our trip feel like fun and important sort of it's been kind of a shitty year and i want to be on my best behavior um for what it's worth we're headed somewhere warmer and doing like half the trip in at a hotel and half the trip like in an airbnb in the desert with just like books and each other so um yeah hope you guys have some advice on this sorry if this is i sent this in too late hey thank you bye Congratulations on the trip. Yeah, it sounds like a nice, nice vacation. I get it. It's been a hard year for everyone, and it sounds like you care about your boyfriend a lot. Um, I think something, some advice I was given once when I was fighting a lot with a boyfriend was that to kind of check in with yourself and remind yourself that your boyfriend is also your friend and um things get very complicated in you know cohabitated romantic relationships obviously 
but ultimately, you know, I think you wouldn't treat your friends the way that you treat your boyfriend a lot of the you time. You suck your friends off. <laughs> but you also wouldn't pick weird fights with them about, yeah. you know, all of your projected neuroses and stuff. Um, so on vacation, I would say that if you really prioritized, you know, the kind of authentic loving friendship you guys have i don't foresee you having problems and like um, you're already in a good headspace to you know go into it and but don't put too much pressure on yourself also at the same time i guess <laughs> yeah unfortunately this is one of those things that depends on you and on you alone and you have to hope on your that your partner will meet you halfway in the sense that you have to pre-commit ahead of time to not starting shit yeah which is difficult if they don't meet you halfway and are themselves intent on starting shit because then you grow resentful in yeah. addition because you're trying hard but it's like what did andy warhol say that romance is finding the fantasy in those who don't have it and then as we always say i don't know who we're quoting like confucius or Gandhi, <laughs> um intimacy breeds contempt um it's sort of inevitable that you get into those kind of like petty bourgeois bickering scenarios with a partner when you live with them. Um, which is why I like to avoid living with people as long as possible. The best, mm. the best type of relationships are when you're both rich and can afford to live in your own space and yeah. meet in the middle <laughs> for sex, like in a posh hotel room. Um, but yeah, I agree with Dasha. You have to, you know, uh, take stock in what you do have and why you're taking this trip in the first place. Yeah. And hopefully he feels the same way and stay vigilant as always and be mindful of sort of your triggers because he might not be meaning to piss you the fuck off. <laughs> so just try and give him a little leeway. Yeah. And have a lot of sex. That really helps. It makes people like each other, honestly. Yeah, that's very true. I'm not being like provocative or facetious. It really, really, really helps. It takes the edge off yeah. for sure. And um, uh, Airbnb is a great place to fuck. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to read one? Email time. Um, Email time. All right. Um Hi, ladies. I love you and hope you answer this cue as I think it would be applicable to tons of listeners. And it actually is um, straight woman for context is someone who hasn't fucked dated since the start of the quarantine. I'm feeling insanely rusty getting back into the swing of things now that COVID is ostensibly over pre Corona. I always thrived IRL when it came to meeting people I eventually dated and only used an app when I was especially when I was specifically looking to fuck LOL. Now that it seems apps are the most realistic way to meet people, I am desperate for your advice on how to flirt, charm, seduce men into actually wanting to date you. How do you do it? Answer as if you're expecting, explaining it to a bona fide retard. In <laughs> essence, you are. Uh, love terminally horny. Yeah, this was a question a lot of people had about how to date or fuck or meet people. Just meet friends, too. Yeah. I can tell a lot of you listeners out there are feeling autistic after <laughs> the quarantine period. Um, 
what advice do you have for her, Anna? Um, I How mean, do you get I get someone to be your boyfriend. I personally feel just like very down about the situation in general. Um, on behalf of like younger people, hmm. as as an old hag, uh, I already have a friend group and a boyfriend, and also look forward to shedding friends as they get older <laughs> um, and making my life uh, convenient and uncomplicated. But when you're young and like you're new to a city yeah. or you're like alone at your parents' house, uh, those are the people that are like, I feel like mentally the hardest hit. Definitely. Um, and it's very, I don't, I mean, it's, it's tough to say how you would even go out and meet people in this environment without resorting to apps. Um, my feeling though, it's a, a long-term process is to get, is to pursue something that you're really interested in. Yeah. Like an artistic or creative pursuit. And because, you will meet people that yeah, way. through that because it'll naturally yield connections yeah even if they're initially kind of like online or app based right that's how i met all my friends in new york because i was just like genuinely into like writing mm -hmm. and like blogging at the time and you know was essentially yeah. wasting my time in the short run but it paid off in the long run yeah a lot of my most enduring friendships have been through people i've worked with or had yeah. to collaborate with or engage with in some capacity by like the infrastructure of production yes yeah and yeah. if you if you are you know earnestly wholeheartedly interested in something as i'm sure every single one of the people asking this question is it introduces like kind of like a layer mm -hmm. of authenticity for lack of a better word into making kind of a, a social connection like being young is literally like 70 or 80 percent inventing pretenses for social connection that's very true yeah, yeah. and being <laughs> old is 70 or 80 percent of um inventing pretenses uh, to, to avoid social connection <laughs> yeah. totally yeah i think that's good advice um as for a boyfriend specifically, I think, you know, the apps aren't maybe misguided because a lot of people probably feel the same way. Yeah. And they're maybe using them differently than they were pre-COVID. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's interesting what the app ter terrain is like now because I'm sure there are, like, a lot of people who are, like... Um, looking for actual connection not merely sex at this point in time yeah loneliness uh, is at an all-time high i bet yeah which is really sad like for for 25 year olds in I know. that ballpark um but like i mean also the other thing is like when you know it's attractive and infectious when you're like interested in stuff outside of yourself it makes yeah. you more appealing and i think like you Especially naturally meet to men yes yeah men love when you have your own thing going on like a podcast <laughs> yeah. a blog <laughs> yeah um because twitter I, <laughs> yeah i think a lot of women in general really prioritize you know their romantic relationships at the expense of other things in their life and men can kind of sense when you're looking to anchor 
your entire sense of self and purpose in another person yeah. and they find that to be off-putting yeah um it's a pressure cooker yeah and seduction i read recently a very um astute description of seduction which is when um seduction is about a discrepancy in power mm-hmm. like the seducer knows that they're gonna fuck you before you fully know right. that you're gonna <laughs> have sex with them you know um yeah they know you better than you know yourself yeah exactly <laughs> so in that way seduction is all about confidence yes yeah <laughs> or like feigning like faking it till you make it exactly um shall we i'll read move on to the next yes. one Hi, girls. My boyfriend of a year and a half is kind of a dumbass. I'm used to having elevated level, an elevated level of conversation with previous boyfriends that is simply never going to happen with this one. He's otherwise a great boyfriend who I am very attracted and attached to. My question, do you find intellectual connection foundational for a relationship or is it necessary at all? Is this going to bite me in the ass one day or should I stop expecting my boyfriend to be my, quote, friend? Thanks in advance. Um, I think it's more important for women than for men to intellectually respect their partner. Yes. It's like very hard to, to not to, to have somebody who's like just a boy toy or like a good lay or whatever. Yeah. I don't think it will work in the long run, which is again, partly because romantic relationships are more primary in women's life. Whereas men have a whole arena of like life and work and, stimulating yeah stuff that they do <laughs> um but you know eventually oh the cat's <laughs> she's tweaking it. what do you think sister <laughs> um i've been raped twice you know if you want to be with someone long term especially eventually it is just going to be you and them yeah so you should hope that they can can stimulate you and be interesting yeah and i I wouldn't feel so sorry for him in in the long run if that's what it's keeping you from breaking up with him because um a guy like that who's nice and dumb will always land on his feet and will always find an even dumber woman to love him (laughs) and you know you don't you shouldn't you don't need to feel like you should expedite the breakup or anything because sometimes um it's it is fine to be with someone who's maybe not a genius but is supportive Mm -hmm. and attractive and nice and it's okay to do that for a while also as long as you're realistic about its limitations yeah i'm gonna get my jewel (laughs) and then we've got so much tech going yeah and and i are both on on laptops yeah we have not one but two computers here it's amazing (laughs) Two barely functioning computers. (laughs) She's laughing with us, not at us. So I just have a question. So I'm trying to get into body mods. I don't know where to start. And I was really thinking I should get my clip pierced. Um, Especially since we're in quarantine, or at least I'm still in quarantine. And I'm not really seeing new people, so I feel like it'd be a good time for it to heal. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Thanks so much. Bye. 
what do we think about her prospective clip piercing? I mean, she's not wrong that it, the, now is the time to get one because you can let it heal in private. Definitely. I, I mean, your body, your choice. I'm personally like not a fan of body mods. Yeah. But only actually, you know, for personal reasons at the end of the day, because um, I've remained pure for so long. I don't even have my ears pierced that I think to go there now would be like incredibly lame, just like trying a new drug or something like that. Right. I I wouldn't recommend starting with a clip piercing. I might, you know, get a tattoo or something. (laughs) I actually have a clip piercing. Um, That's a joke. I absolutely do not. I do have my my ears pierced. And um, I actually have a couple like stick and poke dots on my arm (laughs) (laughs) that I gave myself even if I was like giving someone else a stick and poke yeah you're like into the Mm self-harm but I also am not into body mods glad I never got a Morrissey tattoo like I wanted in high school um I just looked up healing time for clip piercings one to two months what what does yeah. the thing do in in the meantime? It just like oozes Ew. liquid. <laughs> I don't know. Ugh. Uh. There's many different types of clip piercing. Don't ask me how I know this, but I do. Right, just like there's many different kinds of dick piercing. Yeah, that I didn't know. I thought like the dick was like kind of all purpose, and there was just like one type. But yeah, there's all these angles that you can hit it there. It seems, yeah. Maybe get a nipple piercing first and see how your pain threshold is. Yeah, all the girls are getting one. Um, I'm I'm a little like as kind of like a, a conservative boomer. I'm a little bit uh, freaked out by kind of the mainstreaming of fringe piercings. Mm. Like everybody has a nipple piercing now and it's not a thing. I don't think it means anything. Back in the day, right, if you had tattoos that meant you were an ex-con, or like belong right. to a biker gang that you were in the russian mob yeah and now it means absolutely nothing and then like back in the day if you had piercings on your primary or secondary sex organs it meant that you were a deviant sexually disturbed yeah <laughs> yeah but now everyone's doing it, I guess. Everyone's doing it, yeah. And I think like you really need to examine why you're going for the clit. Yeah, smart. Just saying. Yeah, start with the more, uh, a less charged one, maybe. Yeah. I'm and then st- if you really love the, the pleasure and pain of your nipple yeah. piercing. I think nipple piercings are hot. I've thought about getting my nipples pierced. Yeah, they look hot, but they're, but again, this is one of those things that is really kind of only edgy um, and sexy as long as it remains relatively scarce, right? Like if everybody has a nipple piercing. I like when like models get the one. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's like, yeah, some dykey looking model. It's like one cool nipple piercing. I'm into it. If you had to get a tattoo now, what would you get? I would still probably get a Morrissey (laughs) tattoo or maybe like, I don't know. Like Morrissey's face or like a No, the word Morrissey. Oh, okay, cute. In in the font, you know. That's cute, yeah. 
or maybe Viva Hate or something. <laughs> I would get probably get some text somewhere discreet. Like yeah. on the inside of my upper arm or something. Yeah. What about you? What would you I just have like pain as weakness leaving the body <laughs> circling around my butthole? <laughs> tramp stamp. Yeah. I wonder if someone will ever get the red scared tramp stamp. Oh yeah. I mean it's not a really flattering tattoo it's just like blocky red ink no but you'd be surprised what kind of tats people get yeah no, that's fugly true. ass tats people adorn themselves with um read one yeah re- read in time um dear dasha and anna recently i asked my boyfriend to buy me a silver oval signet ring as an apology for claiming that he didn't know if he loved me deeply he said this in a moment of confusion and doubt about the relationship is it weird or normal to ask for gifts when you feel you've been hurt Hmm. um i think it's bizarre and weird and a big red flag when women list the specifics of what they want as a gift i think it's very craven indecent behavior that i personally would never engage in i'm gonna disagree with you a little bit i think it's normal um i think men i mean it it depends i think on the on on a case-by-case basis but i think sometimes men can be a little emotionally Spurgy. Yeah, this is and true. And it's a very, it's kind of a straightforward way of articulating a need that they can meet materially and that it's yeah. not, it sounds like, you know, within a reasonable range, like a silver ring is probably not, you know. It's, I think it's weird to ask for like a specific. Item. yeah that's not a, that's not an actual like you know it's a specific item that he's gonna have to search out for expressing doubt about the relationship which he did stupidly and now she's mm-hmm. gonna kind of like chisel and manipulate him into uh a kind of uh, uh asserting his commitment which he doesn't really have by the sound of it i mean yeah. it seems like it's it seems like she's trying to um squeeze him materially because she understands on some intuitive level that the relationship is in a not ideal place yeah that's my feeling i'm not trying to be like nasty or harsh i just i'm very wary of i think probably from my own um Hmm. a very withdrawn and withholding mother i've learned that you uh, don't ask for and or expect gifts and then they actually come you know I think that you can have an understanding with your significant other that, um, you know, some people gift giving is their love language. (laughs) It's not, um, it's not mine, but I think, you know, kind of whatever is clever. Like if you can figure out, I think I agree that asking for something hyper hyper specific, but, um, just sort of generally maybe articulating that some sort of meaningful gesture yes, would that's, be. Yeah, that's certainly on the table, but I, I wouldn't frame it in terms of something material um, because most men go there anyway. Like they understand that we ladies like mm-hmm. some flowers or some jewelry or whatever. Um, the other thing is like the flip side. 
another behavior that I don't like that women engage in and that I personally think is counterproductive mm. is um, when they reject gifts that men offer them. Yeah. That is, is always Never bad do news. That. Just, I think, grin and bear it, you know. Absolutely. Because, it's, again, it's really the thought that counts. I agree. And understand their mm, emotional limitations. Yeah. And what the the gift is sort of in lieu of. <laughs> yeah. And I think as long as you have, yeah, an understanding about, about it, then whatever works. Yeah. But a ring's a little much. It's a little excessive. It's a yeah. little too symbolically charged. I totally understand me. if she like implied somehow that she wanted maybe like flowers or a dinner or something. Yeah. Kind of low press, right? Right. And not just any ring, but a very specific ring that she had on her wish list already. Mm-hmm. Just send them your Amazon wish list. Yeah. <laughs> be his OnlyFans girl. Next one. Hi, guys. I've got a new woman in my life and everything is fantastic except one minor detail in the bedroom. She keeps digging her nails into my back during sex as though we are fucking in the naughties as in the early 2000s at first i thought it was rather quaint as i haven't had that done since about 2012 is it just me or did girls stop doing that in the early 2010s the first time she did it, it was great the, the nostalgia i mean like a proustian refraction but now it triggers wistfulness and introspection about a sexual culture in steep decline i don't want to be a cuck and tell her to stop so how can i rewire my brain on this one thanks um yeah, it's not in vogue for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, most, I think the, if I had to guess, the sexual trends of the day seem to be more um, about like the the choke me daddy variety. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to <laughs> how to get past this one. I know I saw this question. I was like, oh, this is an interesting question. We should answer. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, I actually have no answer for this. Like, tell her to stop. But that's like painful and rejecting. And she probably won't go over it well. (sighs) But I think, okay, like I haven't dug my nails into anyone's back since about 2012. So I think (laughs) she's just performing something. Yeah. And maybe as you get um, closer and your relationship develops you she'll engage in more authentic and less performative behaviors during sex and it'll naturally kind of run its course yeah i think she thinks you think it's hot of course so the trick is to um tacitly broadcast to her that in fact you find other things hot Mm. so maybe you can even experiment with other stuff which might be yeah exciting in your uh burgeoning sex life um you could really prioritize doggy for instance where she can't <laughs> yeah, she can't her physically your access <laughs> your like, hey, babe, can i tie you up i'm really into that <laughs> i love when you're uh restrained <laughs> <laughs> just like hog tire <laughs> Uh, I think that's good advice. Yeah. Just just keep her away from your back. (laughs) Just get a fake sunburn. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) Um, I 
cheated on my boyfriend with my best friend. And so my boyfriend and I broke up. And now my best friend and I have been hooking up for a while, but I'm kind of always codependent. Like, I always have, like, a man in my life taking care of me and loving me unconditionally. And it feels like every time a relationship ends, I get into another one. Um, what advice? What advice do you have for me? Um, also, I think I cheated on my boyfriend because he didn't want to have sex. And I just, like, was really horny. It was built up. Thanks. Love you guys so much. I named my cat after Dasha. <laughs> she named her cat Dasha. That's, That's so cute. <laughs> um, someone on the Reddit posted like a Doberman puppy that I know. Named Dasha. So Dasha's so a nice. It's a great name for an animal. Name, yeah, it's true. Uh, she cheated on her boyfriend with her best friend, and she has concerns about her codependent uh, serial monogamist tendencies. She sounds pretty young. Yeah. I did that a lot in my early 20s. I often um, cheated on people to get out of relationships, but then would find myself tethered to the the person I cheated on my previous partner with. This seems like um, a lack of impulse control and emotional discipline that is totally forgivable when you're as young as she sounds. Maybe Mm -hmm. she can check in with us 10 years (laughs) later. (laughs) Yeah, she's it's like 42 and has a clip piercing in his. <laughs> my, I was lamenting to my therapist recently about how much time I had wasted sort of in these codependent relationship dynamics mm-hmm. um, where I, you know, would fall like obsessively in love with some junkie and, <laughs> and like six months would go, would go by. And um, I was sort of like how... I could have probably been much more productive and successful yeah. if I'd prioritized other things. Uh, and he said <laughs> that um, what it sounded like I was saying to him was that I could have been more productive if I had felt more safe uh-huh. as a young person and that relationships for myself and many young women are kind of like refuge. Yeah. And it's okay you yeah, know, it's to do what you have to do to survive, really. I think if you felt less precarious and more encouraged, not even safe per se, because yeah. taking creative risks implies even like a lack of safety on some level. But yeah, if you felt like you had something to fall back on, sure. if you failed. Yeah. And precarity just in general, like, you know, materially, financially, emotionally, psychologically. Yeah. Um, it was very helpful to feel tethered to a partner. Yeah, um, I mean, it. I, I think it seems like this is probably a pattern she's going to be repeating a couple more times. Yeah. And it's like, fine, don't beat yourself up, but keep it in mind. Yeah. Stay vidge, as you say. Yeah, exactly. Um, an email. Um. My mom is dating my paternal uncle. Thoughts? Real mindfuck when I first read it. <laughs> uh, so she's dating her dad's brother. Or, yeah. Yeah. Pater- yeah. I really, my only thought is I hope your dad's dead. <laughs> yeah. This is one actually where I'd like to know a little bit more about the the familial dynamics. Yeah. Is your it sounds dad. like your dad's not dead. 
he's in because, the picture. Yeah. I mean, like I said, this sounds like a very Biden family situation, which assumes typically that somebody is dead and someone is mourning in a widow fucker. Yeah. In an inappropriate <laughs> and maladjusted way by uh, a fucking one of their relatives. Yeah. In which is more understandable than the alternative, which is their father is alive. And yeah, I saw your mom sounds like a piece of work. <laughs> yeah. You both really, need therapy. Yeah, I really don't know. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey there. I'm in a long-term relationship with a loving boyfriend. However, we haven't had sex in months. I am unfortunately physically repulsed by him. He's had this medical condition that makes his touch unbearable, but I crave intimacy. Am I entitled to have an affair or will I regret it? I could be having sex if I wanted to. Is this morally reprehensible? Ah, uh, what he has a medical condition that makes his touch unbearable yeah what is he like the tree man he's like, covered in warts <laughs> yeah. like what's his medical condition unbearable to her or does he uh, not want she finds him unbearable she says she's physically repulsed by him he has so a medical fat. condition called yeah being fat and gross yeah or maybe he smells bad or something yeah or maybe he has yeah has really rough <laughs> hands <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. You're not entitled to have an affair. I think you guys should break up. Yeah. I mean, look, it's either way over. Yeah. Either way you slice it. It sounds pretty bad. Um, if you break up with him, uh, with some kind of, it's not you, it's me, babe excuse. He's going to figure out that it's probably on account of his medical condition, um, which again is being fat and gross. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have an affair, you are a morally reprehensible person. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say break up with him. Yeah. Do the morally righteous thing. It's going to be no less pleasant, but I think like you will be able to live with yourself. Yeah. Whereas in the obverse, you won't. I mean, I really second that. There's not much morals to say. Um, hi ladies. Oh wait, are we doing a voice? Yeah. One? Okay. Uh, hi ladies. Uh, love you both. Love the pod. Uh, so I've been smitten with a close friend of mine for almost a year now and, uh, obviously haven't told him, uh, out of cowardice, even though I think he may feel the same way about me. Uh, he also happens to be, uh, asexual and says he doesn't feel sexual attraction, despite having done, like, non-penetrative stuff with former partners and jerking off semi-regularly to porn. Um, I'm also pretty non-libidinal, as I haven't had any sexual activity in about four years. So, uh, should I tell him how we feel and risk creating a rift in our friendship? Um, also, what are your guys' like, general takes on asexual people? Uh, thank you both. Uh, that's it. Canada loves you. Bye. Fake, fake news bullshit. (laughs) Well, if he jacks off to porn semi-regularly, he's not... He's not asexual. I always want to say asexual. Um, (laughs) I'm a sapiosexual. Yeah, I... I mean, I'm inclined to call bullshit on asexuality a little bit. Me too. Um... 
It sounds like you should go for it. To answer your first question, I think you should confess your, your feelings because it sounds like there's not there's not much to compromise. It doesn't sound like your relationship would be much different. Yeah, I say burn it all down. If you guys both don't seem to want to fuck that bad anyway, Yeah, you could just kind of see where it goes and maybe your relationship will endure if it doesn't go well. I have a question for all these people. Hmm. We get a lot of questions. I mean, we we had like at least half a dozen this time around about like being in love with uh, your best friend or mm-hmm. something. That's always so shocking to me. Like, how are people in love with their friends? I mean, yeah, like you love them and are in love with them in a platonic way. But yeah. like the whole point of friendship is always like that you're not horny for your friends. Yeah. Right? Am I crazy? Well, it's. No, I've I've never harbored like a like a deep crush on someone I was Yeah, the minute supposedly that platonically you friends get with. to know somebody in a platonic way, you lose any kind of like horniness you may have been Yeah, it'd be associating with them. Incestuous or something. Yeah. But I guess they have I guess young people also I keep forgetting because I am like 46 or 52 <laughs> now I have to check. I keep forgetting that um young people also have unresolved sexual attractions that they call friendships. Right. Yeah. Right. I answered my own question. <laughs> um yeah, asexual people, I don't know. I think like there's a very minute tiny sliver of the population that's genuinely asexual. I think most people who are asexual um are either uh, completely alienated or have sexual trauma mm-hmm. or have medical conditions that uh tank their libido yeah that's just my two cents yeah or they don't i mean it, and again if this guy you know has had has done hands or mouth stuff or whatever and does jack off to porn I would wager that he's, yeah, he must be alienated from his desires in some way and just not really know what he wants. I think um, most cases of asexuality are really commonly just normal repression around around their sexuality. Um, So it sounds like you guys should maybe try and venture to jack each other (laughs) off or whatever. All right. Um, hi, ladies. I, 25F, met my boyfriend when I was in college. He had already graduated and was working a retail job. We fell in love at first sight, and we've been madly in love for the past four years. However, I ended up in a high-powered career path uh, where I've been very successful, and I generally have a very busy social and professional life. My boyfriend is a homebody and content with few friends. He still works retail. He talks about being at stay at home dad, but I'm worried I'm going to end up doing most of the labor in our relationship, having a career plus having and raising children since uh, even career women still seem to end up raising kids. Sometimes I just want to be taken care of by a man. I love him a lot and want to stay together, but will our relationship be compatible long term? Thanks. Um, so this is a success gap question versus an age gap <laughs> question. Thank you. Yeah, it's tough. You know, you want, it sounds like you don't want the same things out of life Mm -hmm. and that there's a discrepancy in your ambition levels. And as a man, I mean, I obviously understand 
wanting to be with someone who is ambitious and able to take care of me high powered has a huge dick (laughs) (laughs) um rich as hell yeah emotionally unavailable (laughs) um but she does make a very good point you know that like stay-at-home dad is kind of a cop-out because women still do have to do a tremendous amount of child rearing especially early in okay this is gonna be my most progressive lefty take Mm -hmm. but i actually think like um the gender roles they are changing for better for worse we can't scale them back i think like there is a paradigm shift where it's no longer the case that men are uh more successful than women unless you marry an heiress right mm -hmm. Um, I feel like the fact that he talks about being a a stay-at-home dad is is a reassuring sign. It's not necessarily a red flag, right? Like the fact that he says that he is a stay-at-home dad, wants to be a stay-at-home dad and not like a stay-at-home gamer. Right. It seems to imply that he wants to have some role in in running the household and taking care of the family. And if that's something that you two communicate on Mm -hmm. and agree that the arrangement works for you that doesn't preclude also uh the fact that he is is capable of taking care of you in certain ways Mm -hmm. like having dinner ready having the house cleaned if he's willing to do those things then i don't see a problem right it's a division of labor question ultimately but i do think in you know infanthood you are going to be crucial and spread very thin if you have to do both yeah unless you you know are fabulously successful i think but it also it sounds like he's um you know she does want to she has a stimulating circle of friends and all of that like Mm -hmm. i think to me it sounds like eventually it sounds like they might may grow apart just because they'll want different things yeah i mean it remains to be seen but if they're if she says they're madly in love and this is the truth i don't see why they can't work make it work with this arrangement provided they're willing to communicate their like needs and expectations that sounds very corny but it's true would you be able to be with um a man who was very uh content staying at home and like not working yeah i mean eli works from home (laughs) and so do i um uh i i he should start a podcast yeah he should our boyfriend should start a podcast (laughs) where they talk about stuff that we're personally not interested in that they could talk about on air with each other so that we don't have to (laughs) suffer the minutiae um but um no i don't know if i could uh be with somebody who who wasn't like intellectually or creatively ambitious but uh i also don't you know yeah that's more important to me than even the the financial yeah stuff um on the flip side i don't think that i as much as i talk about the trad life or whatever people think i do and i really don't i don't think that i would want to be with like uh kind of like a wall street a stock or real broker, estate yeah like sephardic guy i mean they wouldn't want to be with me either <laughs> let's be real but um yeah I, I think it like and i think it's expected now especially in the milieu that we live in that if you have kids the man helps 
you know, rear take them. Care, yeah, rear them, take care mm-hmm. of the household on some level. Yeah. And I'm also okay with doing like a slightly higher, like more disproportionate um, amount of the domestic chores because like, let's be real, like, I mean, we, we don't have a lot going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not like nine to fiving. Yeah. And coming home, like in my stamped down payless flats, exhausted. Right. Lactating. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Eli can focus on his avant-garde drumming. <laughs> and his like sound pad. <laughs> Next question. Uh, do you want to read it or? I think it's. It's my turn? Yeah. Oh, fuck. My boyfriend of a year and a half wants to become a cop he was going to be a firefighter but cops make more money and we want a big family i'm not uptight but cop is a line in the sand for me and not the kind of life i see myself in and every other way we're perfect and plan on marriage this has been a huge drift what to do uh oof yeah i mean i'll say this totally earnestly and unironically i'd rather date a cop than i would data leftist (laughs) no i'm serious like some academia or media guy um i don't think there's anything uh i don't think that you you know should liquidate or dissolve a perfectly good relationship where where the man wants to have a family with you because he wants to be a cop i don't think cop is a such a great job not because of like acab but because he's putting his life in the lot on Mm -hmm. the line or whatever on the line yeah uh, I didn't realize that cops made much more money than firefighters also. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, it's, I would maybe evaluate why it's such a line in the sand for you. Yeah. Maybe you've been drinking that abolish the police Kool-Aid a little too much. <laughs> yeah. And you could, you should have a frank and honest conversation about why he wants to be a cop you know yeah like if it is just for the financial incentives i would say that's not enough if he wants to be a cop so he can like do police brutality that you know that's one thing but i I want to kill some minorities (laughs) (laughs) but i think uh many cops while they might not be you know super educated or intellectual or go into the police force for in in goodwill you know and for good reasons we do need police Um, yeah so i think yeah you should try to be a little more open-minded and he sounds hot (laughs) yeah (laughs) um uniform voicemail Hi, ladies. Um, Happy Halloween. I was curious what you guys think about, um, do you think it's possible for one person to be with one person forever with no cheating? Um, Do you think it's possible to be happy in a long-term marriage, I guess, with um, never cheating on their spouse? Uh, will they be satisfied sexually? Is that unreasonable to expect? Um, 
I'm sorry, it's not retarded. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Very existential question. <laughs> um yeah, I th- I I definitely think it's possible. I think it was easier back in the day when women had less opportunities and had to stay yeah <laughs> stay devoted to live one in partner. cages i no, it was easier back in the day when there was um a less mobility and less information mm. and people were simply more constrained by their circumstances and surroundings yeah um i mean arranged marriages certainly have a, a high success rate yeah I wonder if they do now, like what the stats are. Um, you know, Ennio Morricone just died and he mm. had the same old lady for 70 years. They mm-hmm. were married forever. And he was like a, a, a um, Hollywood music composition hotshot. And mm-hmm. he didn't give a shit. He just retired back to his like villa in Italy. The good life. Yeah. With this woman that he like really loved. I mean, I think it's certainly possible, but you have to be... Um, very like again um, self-disciplined mm. and um, you have to know that in self essentially right and I think you know millennials have a more of a grass is always greener kind of yeah with the wealth of not to sound like a boomer but you know with the <laughs> the apps and whatnot <laughs> you know people have uh millennials especially i think a lot of delusions about their kind of prospects and so knowing thyself also includes kind of a harsh realism yeah about what your life is gonna be like or can be like and it's just sort of a a balance i guess yeah and i think like the the big thing to keep in mind i mean i I think we said this when we were like talking about amy coney barrett is that uh there's like a a a waning dwindling sub subset of extremely religious people who don't view reproduction within marriage as a choice like Mm -hmm. once they've taken the vow of marriage uh and they um get pregnant they just go through with it because they see it as up to god now and not up to them and this is like not a criticism of anybody because we in this room are certainly also uh, infected by this like consciousness but like uh you can't go back from that you know mm-hmm. once you once you've been liberated emancipated or whatever and you see things as like a choice right there's no going back the sexual market the yeah. sexual free market yeah and i think you'll you'll always be a little bit in the kind of like optimization mindset Mm. i mean this is like literally uh the whole thesis of every welbeck book ever yeah so it's harder now more than ever but i think like you have to believe it's possible yeah because it's the only way to live well well said well well said (laughs) well done um it's your theory how um oh wait are we playing a didn't we just oh i don't know 
That's right. I'll read. It. We just read, we just played a voicemail, so it's okay. time for a, for an email. Um, oops. Uh, hi, ladies. Love the pod. Here's my question. I recently had a one month love affair with a man with whom I had a connection like no other. Unfortunately, though, I recently left the country for a bit. However, plan to at least remain friends when I get back. Hopefully, more. While we continue to chat daily, there's one problem. I'm a total trust fund whore, rich bitch effect, which I obscured during our initial affair. Is it right to continue to hide my wealth? And if not, how do I go about letting him know I'm not actually struggling in this sham of an economy without coming off like a brat or lying maniac? Thanks, ladies. I think he'll be really happy to hear that you have a trust fund. I don't think... I guess it depends how much you, if you actively lied <laughs> yeah. about your financial situations or if you just sort of lied by omission. I can't imagine why, um, if he's not a total loser, he wouldn't be thrilled to know that you have a, a generous safety net. <laughs> <laughs> I would be more worried, like if I came from a ultra wealthy trust fund background i guess i would be paranoid that people like men would use me for my money or something like that yeah but yeah i think he's probably gonna be uh, somewhere along the spectrum of relieved to thrilled yeah (laughs) though if he's smart he'll hold it over your head for lying and get max manipulative Mm -hmm. enjoyment he'll make you buy him a lavish gift a signet ring um (laughs) that says neoliberalism um i also think it's totally reasonable if you come from a rich family to not reveal that to people instantly it's understandable why anybody would be like cautious or cagey of course so i think it's totally forgivable that you didn't immediately reveal this after a one month love affair yeah you don't need to get into the details of the nitty-gritty of your finances i think you're all good yeah congrats yeah on the on the sex and the and the wealth. <laughs> and <heritable. laughs> uh, hey, Anna and Dasha, would love to hear your take on the ethics of faking orgasms. My boyfriend is annoyingly obsessed with making me come in quotes. Sometimes I do, and sometimes I just can't. I'm also on antidepressants that make it more difficult. Should I be honest with him about it? Um. Uh. Yeah. I think she should be honest. Um. Blame the SSRIs. Blame the SSRIs. Um, But yeah, because there's nothing worse than someone like valiantly trying to make you come when you know that you're not getting there. Yeah. Um, I think every once in a while it's fine to fake an orgasm. Yeah, totally. You know, just to in the interest of keeping things running smoothly. Yeah. But definitely not the majority of the time or even often. I think if as long as you're, you know, enjoying sex, it's not crucial and it it isn't crucial for you to have an orgasm. Yeah. Which for me, it sort of is. It's kind of the point. Yeah, me too. Um. But we're male brained a lot of, <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, it's my understanding that a lot of women are not exceptionally orgasmic. I or it takes them a while. It takes them a while. I I think most women are are um, reasonably competently orgasmic, but it takes at least a decade to figure out where you're at. For a lot of women, not every. Some women yeah. are very like hair trigger. Some women like literally never come. 
but I think uh, not coming as a woman is a lot like being asexual as a person in general. There's a very tiny sliver of people who are psychologically or medically unable to do it, but the vast majority yeah, uh, have not worked through some circumstantial problem. Yeah, but if it's not happening every time um, and you don't feel a burning desire, if you're not feeling unsatisfied, I'd say, I think yeah. it's okay to communicate to your partner that, you know, you can still have sex and enjoy it and not come. Yeah. And it doesn't and save yourself the, the charade of <laughs> faking an orgasm. Yeah. When's the last time you faked an orgasm? Mm, I really don't. Okay. Um, very much. I'll do it if um, in relationships, basically never but if i'm like drunk and having sex with someone random Same. then i'll just you know be like oh god i'm coming <laughs> i busted it's but um i think yeah i'm i'm a pretty honest and open partner i'm also pretty easily orgasmic not to brag, <laughs> <laughs> not to brag but i um i can get, get there yeah. Most of the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um hey ladies. Oh, sorry, it's time for a it's time for a voicemail. Hey girls. Um I'm in a long distance relationship with my boyfriend. I go to a college in Dallas, so we're not gonna be together this year on Halloween and usually he's like super chill about everything, but I was showing him my costumes that I already bought and he was like you can't wear that. And granted, it's like pretty slutty. It's pretty much just like lingerie. Technically, it's like a made costume, but I don't listen to that, right? It's like my last Halloween in college and I already bought it. So let me know what you think. Thanks. Love you, girls. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, you can definitely dress like a whore on Halloween. It's yeah, that's what it is. the whole point. Yeah. Your boyfriend can't tell you what to wear, girl. <laughs> <laughs> my body, my choice. Yeah, if his concerns are that men will ogle you or that you'll get super drunk and cheat on him or something, it's those are just the, that has nothing to do with those the, are totally valid and realistic concerns. But guess what? They're his problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if that is his concern, I think whether or not you're you dress like a slutty maid or not won't really make a make a difference so you already bought the costume i agree you know you already bought it you're gonna look great you're gonna have a lot of fun i think it's cute that he's like a little jealous and overprotective but yeah you know it's like college it's, it's covid yeah knock yourself live out. a little leave a little <laughs> um Hey ladies, my COVID BF of seven months has briefly met my parents one time, but refuses anything more. A few weeks ago, he declined a weekend birthday trip to our lake house because my family would be there. He's Eastern European, has been in the U.S. for about three years. He says in his country, hanging out with my family would be a big step and would mean we are close to marriage. I think he just can't be bothered to have to deal with meeting the family. Do you think it's normal or should I worry that he's simply not interested? Uh, I hate to break it to you, babes, but this has nothing to do with like his Borat ass country. Yeah. 
Um, I disagree. I mean, I don't think it has to do with his country necessarily, but I do think that uh, ugh, people's families are a drag, dude. And it's, yeah, you know, I don't want to spend time with someone's <laughs> family unless I'm I am like gonna be married to them and yeah. gonna have to you know unless I literally have to but it sounds like he doesn't really it's, entertain those kind of ideas well how long have they been together that's not that long I know it's dude not, it's it's fine to go to away with your I don't I have a very estranged relationship with my family yeah. I don't um yeah, I wouldn't put that expectation on my partner to like go on a trip with my family. That does seem very um, American. I think American Jews especially are like obsessed with going on vacations with their families. <laughs> and I think that that's weird. <laughs> I know. Wait, that's true. Yeah. Um, and he probably just doesn't want to have to do that unless he is in it for the long haul and he doesn't know yet and that's fine because you haven't been together that long and it's you know don't delude yourself into thinking it's a great opportunity for someone to go on a trip with your family it's a lot of pressure and for the most part families suck it's annoying and claustrophobic yeah and you have to like witness the somebody else's family uh, commit microaggressions against each other and he's already met her parents so it's he's done the bare minimum there i guess i i'm coming at this from uh the point of a a view of a person who uh comes from a relatively disinterested family yeah same and like I guess I met the one American Jew whose family is also relatively disinterested and like don't go on vacations together. Yeah. Like a pig and shit. My mom used to always tell me, marry a Jew, but marry an orphan. (laughs) (laughs) That's good advice. Good advice. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because then you get the, the domesticity without the baggage, you know? Yeah. You don't have to go to the lake house. Yeah. Yeah. I personally wouldn't want to. Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, I get where my he's parents, coming from, but I would play it by ear. It's, it seems like he's like... I mean, my parents literally have said, like, why would we... You know, I'm like, do you want to meet my boyfriend? And they're like, why would we want to meet him when you're probably just going to break up with him? <laughs> my mom <laughs> has said this throughout history, too, to both they're me like, and my sister. They're like, why do we have to... It's... And I... It is a little cultural, I think, too, because Eastern Europeans... Yeah, it's a big... It's... They don't... It's very they feel very put upon yeah yeah you know for my parents it's a big to do to have to entertain whatever boyfriend i bring around and they don't want to be bothered they're not interested and i respect them for that that's fine eli's like the only boyfriend that my mom has liked but she um doesn't even care about seeing him in person she just dms him on twitter but she's never liked any of my other boyfriends yeah but she's always like (laughs) (laughs) me and your and your mom should all go on vacation um next question hey anna and dasha should i tell a girl i'm interested in if i was uh me too'd for a non-violent offense i'm afraid she'll find herself find it herself because it comes up when you google my name in my college i already lost all my friends at the small gay ass lib arts college i attended i'm afraid i'll never make deep connections with anyone for the rest of my life busted in the bay um 
Should we give us, yeah, let's get the context, which she included. I'm a mid twenties dude who was me too'd for sending a vaguely threatening text to a Tinder hookup after she laughed at me for not being able to get hard after eating her out. My rhythm was off and she wouldn't blow me back was not into my assertion that oral sex is more intimate than penetrative sex. Long story short, her radical queer POC artist roommate posted a long Tumblr entry about how quote, I'm the kind of man who rapes a woman at a party, the kind of guy who beats his girlfriend. So obviously everyone around me just assumed I'd raped this girl. And now it's the first thing that comes up when you Google my name in my college. Uh, when I, whatever I suck, but I've been working hard on my relationship to women. And I think I'm a better man now for not letting my anger boil over anymore. Um, oof, yeah, you should tell her cause she's going to find out. Um, yeah, and also never un- underestimate how get much women of. love a fixer-upper. Mm, yeah. Like, she might, this new girl might be very, like, um, protective and possessive over you because you've been wronged by other women in the past and totally. there's nothing more erotically riveting to women than competition with other women. You yeah. Know? Oh, no. Sister. I um was... I started dating a guy once who had a bad breakup and was, this was prior to me too. Thankfully for him, we didn't have the kind of language me too industrial complex Mm -hmm. that we have now. But, um, but yeah, he had a girlfriend who made like a, she made an Instagram post about how he had been physically abusive over the course of their relationship, which he maybe, I think it was very toxic. I think they, uh, did this endear you to him? Um, yes. And, (laughs) uh, a a acquaintance of mine called me and was like, Dasha, I just want you to know that, um, this guy hit his girlfriend. And I, my first thought was literally like, well, I hope he kills me. (laughs) She deserved it. Um, Must have done something to deserve it. Yeah. I. You don't have to trip about never connecting to someone again. Um, I would try and get ahead of it. You know, it wouldn't be the first thing I tell a, a love interest. But I think, yeah, women are can be very understanding, especially if they're horny. So yeah. Telling um, your new love interests that you... Uh, have been me too'd is the new telling your new love interests that you have herpes. <laughs> yeah. And she, yeah, I could see a girl even liking it. Cause it means that um, your options are kind of diminished. <laughs> yeah. I would just withhold the part about not being able to get it up for the time being. Just kidding. You should well, probably tell he, her the whole what, story. What's, what's the spin he should put on it? No, I don't know. Yeah, you I would tell her the, her. you know. I want to know what the vaguely threatening text is. I know. That's cunt. Really? My favorite delicious taco short story is um, about a guy who's talking to like a, a 38-year-old woman. He's like 38 and she has a dog and he talks about how a big dog is a man proxy and the little dog is a baby proxy. Mm. Um, and she, they're like on a dating app and she says like i'm a rad girl and deserve a rad guy and he calls her a cunt and unmatches with her. <laughs> okay but anyway if he's listening maybe you could email us back with uh yeah full maybe you could send us some, some, some threatening tags yeah. um for us to to enjoy 
Hey, how's it going? So, uh, calling in this little, uh, little hotline thing here. Trying to figure out what, uh, what costume to be for Halloween for, uh, men, you know? Don't really make sexy costumes for men. You want to, uh, try to find something to impress people with, but, uh, it's hard. You, you go to the store, there's like an inflatable hot dog or inflatable hamburger or stuff like that. No, no cool costumes for men. Wait, you got any suggestions? I'm trying to think of something good here, but it's, uh, getting hard, you know? Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Halloween costumes for men. men. Sexy Halloween costumes for men. Um, Maybe you could be a sexy inflatable hot dog or hamburger. Just <laughs> cut a glory hole out in the crotch. Uh, I think you should dress like a cop and not <laughs> like a sexy cop. Just like literally a straight up cop. I think yeah. that's one of the hottest looks that you can pull off seasonally. <laughs> Get a nightstick. Yeah. Um you know kind of the the village people formula yeah. except for the indian uh cop firefighter you could dress like um freud or zizek <laughs> you could dress like a like a man of intellectual repute with a distinctive look that would endear women to you uh-huh i think yeah, I wouldn't. I would try and try to exude power rather than overt sexuality yeah. as, a, as a man. Um, and in general, I think it's hot uh, not to look like you're trying too hard. So don't go over the top. Yeah, or maybe don't dress up because the hottest thing is a man who does not dress up for Halloween. That's yeah, who's confident enough to be himself yeah and just acknowledge the rest of the world that he's 38 <laughs> and does not have any friends <laughs> um or uh the joker yeah oh yeah that's a great one <laughs> tap dance down those steps. that's a classic uh any iteration of the joker really but um hey hey anna and dasha should i tell a girl I'm interested in if I... Uh, oops, I'm reading. The next one. <laughs> God. Durr. <laughs> IRL reply guy. I, I have an... I'll just read yeah, it. I have, it. I'm having technical yeah. problems. I have an irritating simp that won't leave me alone. At first, I was hoping to keep him as a friend. We're at the same college, so he's unavoidable, and some of his guy friends are kind of hot but I can't handle this anymore. He keeps asking me to hang out, but in an open-ended way, so I can't just say that I'm busy on that day. I'd have to say, no, I don't ever want to see you. How do I get him to leave me alone, but in a non-hostile way, because I don't want him telling everyone I'm a bitch or something? And how do I stop this happening in general? Do I simply stop being a kind person? Yeah, I feel you. You have to... My impulse would be to ice him out gradually and hope he gets the message. Yeah, but she's sort of doing that now, right? And he still hasn't gotten the message. She's yeah. like, oh, hi, can maybe next week. And then he's like, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, when next week? <laughs> just lie and say you, you have a, um, a hot new Saudi boyfriend and he does not let you talk to other men. <laughs> <laughs> Do some white Sharia. Yeah. Sometimes simps will do this thing where they um yeah they won't they'll sort of toe the line between asking you out kind of it sounds like what he's doing is he's not even making real um tangible kind of advances mm -hmm. he's sort of um lurking under the guise of friendship 
And that's yeah. really a jam because you have to, you know, you can't be like, I don't, I have a boyfriend or <laughs> yeah, because then you seem sort of presumptuous. Yeah. But if you say that you have like a, a radical Islamist boyfriend who doesn't want you talking to any men, like even yes. service people. Yes. He might understand that. He might get the picture. Yeah. Just well, say you're moving to a different city. Well, they go to college together. I know, but said. just try that. Be, yeah. Be real sociopathic. <laughs> he might fall in love with you more. You should gaslight him. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I don't know. You're, I feel for you. I feel like I've been in this, in this situation. I'm avoidant. So I just would kind of ignore them yeah. until they... And you know the worst until thing until it gets really embarrassing and pathetic for everyone involved, and then yeah, yeah. But the, like the most horrible thing about being a woman, um, fuck one of his friends immediately. Yeah, you should. Yeah, but then he'll definitely call you a bitch. <laughs> and this isn't the most horrible thing about being a woman, but one of the the um, most serious inconveniences of being a woman, a, a woman, a woman, is that um, like when you're nice to guys because you find them to be unattractive and non-threatening they assume it's because you want their cock yeah whereas when you're somewhat rude to guys because you think they're hot they don't get the message (laughs) do you have that that problem i used to when i was in my 20s i don't really have that problem anymore (laughs) yeah i definitely have um naggy flirting tactics for sure and it's unfortunate when those aren't yeah they don't interpreted correctly yeah i love to nag usually it works now because i've become more sophisticated in my nagging of course age yes um (laughs) just like you're ugly get away from me (laughs) rapist (laughs) pervert um but speaking of which, if you if you um, neg them about psychology, they love it. They eat it up. Um, on good, that note, good hot tip. A question to consider: uh, a fuck, marry, kill. Freud, Jung, Lacan. Really good one. Um, fuck Lacan for sure. Um, marry Jung, kill Freud. Huh. Okay. I'm almost on the same tip. I would kill Lacan because he's. Too confusing. so much <laughs> um carnage on um the hearts and minds of young people um and is responsible uh for people like uh, judith butler and also for wokeness though actually that might be foucault um, that's foucault i would oh this is hard i would want to marry young because he seems like a better husband than freud but i don't really want to fuck freud but i guess i'd take a bullet and fuck freud so that you could so kill I can marry Lacan. Jung and kill Lacan, yeah. Um, well, Lacan seems like he would be the best in bed. Yeah, true. Because he's, he's French, French and yeah. he understands. And confusing. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> he's French and confusing and understands, you know, ruminates constantly on desire and whatnot. So it seems like he would be the most interesting to have sex with. Uh-huh. Jung. True great husband material but probably a little you know boring although if a dangerous method is to be believed kindly gullible susceptible to female flattery yeah you know i'd kill lacan fuck jung who's probably into like making women come and like pleasing them and marry freud so i could 
kick that other bitch Anna, his daughter, mm. out of the orbit of his legacy and take over it myself. Anna Freud. Yeah, I'd, be the, I'd be the real Anna Freud. Um, I was looking at Bella Freud's website the other day. She's a sweater peddler. Yeah, okay. hoping that I was. I was ready to invest. Honestly, I thought it was. Um, <laughs> I was like, I could see myself owning a a Bella Freud garment. Yeah. Being like, it's Bella Freud, but <laughs> it's, yeah, Slim Pickens. Have I already said on the pod that his great grandson follows me on Instagram? No, what's his great grandson's name? Jimmy. Jimmy He's, Freud. Um, Jimmy, no, he has, um, I don't know if actually Taylor he has. Taylor Freud. He's a model. Colton Freud. He's a model who's friends with uh, Gene Gallagher. He's in that friend group, uh-huh. which is how I became aware of him. Uh-huh. Um, and he's like a Zoomer or whatever. But uh, he is really cute. And uh, he likes my pics sometimes. <laughs> cute. <laughs> but I don't. He's his great, great, or maybe another great in there or something. But he's of the, the Freudian lineage. And I think it's cool that he's, I think he might be in a band or something. Yeah. Too. <laughs> so that rocks he has no internal monologue whatsoever. <laughs> great family okay moving on hey Anna and dasha um so a guy who i used to have a crush on recently hit me up to go on a date and i was stalking his who he follows on instagram and realized he follows a lot of like thick insta bodies with like basketball sized implants so i was wondering if you think this is just a red flag and i should not go out with him or if i should just accept that men are gross and try to ignore it thanks love you guys bye uh a guy she has a crush on follows a bunch of nasty thoughts on instagram (laughs) what can i say guys guys like bimbos yeah tough tits every guy who is sexually healthy and not uh dysfunctional sexually likes what we women would think are disgusting slam pigs <laughs> that's a good sign you know a man is healthy yeah if he's into whatever is like the pathology of the month on instagram right normal yeah um i do find it a little mm, repulsive and shameful for men to be publicly horny yeah my issue is more with the you know the kind of perhaps he is unaware that people can see who he's following on instagram and judge him accordingly um i would want my partner to at least present more innocuously online yes yeah um but the desires themselves i think are fairly innocuous and commonplace and again a healthy sign um no that's very well said i have nothing to add um i think it's probably a more uh uh depressing and disturbing that he would be publicly horny yeah but Mm. go on the date with him because he asked you out which means he likes you and is attracted to you yeah otherwise he wouldn't ask exactly very simple yeah and there's 
you know, there's not always a direct correlation between the thoughts that men lust over on Instagram and what they're looking for in a, in a partner. Yeah. I think this could all be easily bypassed if we just banned men from Instagram. I mean, I'm, I would go whole hog and ban them from social media in general, straight guys. Yeah. But, um, except to like promote their work. (laughs) Um, but Instagram definitely. And a female intern has to do it. Yeah. (laughs) I agree. Um, Hi, Anna and Dasha. I'm a huge fan of the pod and happy you brought Loveline, um, brought back Loveline. I've been dating my BF for about eight or nine months now and do love him. He really hasn't done anything to make me feel insecure in our relationship. The only that thing that's made me question him was when he brought up an ex's OnlyFans. He said he, he, he said he and his buddies were joking about one of them subscribing to it and even asking her for a discount. So pretty funny Mm -hmm. joke um he mentioned all of it jokingly but it still really annoyed me which i let him know i told him that if he would ever subscribe to it or to other exes i'd be done and he agreed that that made sense i do think he was just joking about it but he still follows her on instagram and mentioned it more than once uh so i just got a bit paranoid is it normal that he'd be curious about an ex delving into this or do you think that i should be a bit cautious he hasn't done anything suspicious but the comments he made about it originally irritated me am i overreacting and being jealous or is it normal to ask him to not talk about her slash look at her content Mm. um i guess this kind of folds into uh the previous previous question question, but with a with an extra dimension um yeah i think you also kind of have to just get over it honestly yeah you know um unless he's i doubt he wants to subscribe to his own yeah. to her only fans there's nothing really that i think he was bringing you a bone like you know when dogs bring you a bone or a cat brings you like a mm-hmm. dead animal like he was just like hey look how funny this joke is we're gonna ask her for a discount yeah um i think it's yeah you're being a little paranoid and you should get a get a little bit of a grip yeah no man wants to date an only fans girl he's with you for a reason mm-hmm. probably because you don't have an only fans and he definitely doesn't i mean he might be kind of curious about the content but yeah. i doubt it's a burning interest because he's already been there done that yeah so. i mean if i was a guy and my ex started doing only fans i would be mildly curious i'd be a little peaked and, and i'd want to see but yeah. not to jack off to yeah but i'd be curious like what she, kind of content she was broadcasting to the world exactly uh good luck <laughs> um, are straight men capable of romantic love the way that women are uh, it is. I think it's more common to see couples that you can just tell that the woman loves the man more than he loves her. Like they don't get as involved. I've had some bad experiences that are probably making my perspective on this more and more bleak. Would love to know your thoughts on this. Love the pod. Um, I think this touches on a point I made earlier, which is that romantic relationships are much more primary in women's lives because women are often more... Uh, precarious mm-hmm. in various respects so but i do absolute obviously men are just as capable of being in deep romantic love as much as women are i just think men are more often um kind of sort of lifelines for women 
whereas women tend to be nuisances for men. <laughs> um, on that, can I read a quote from Welbeck? Yes, no, I of literally course. looked it up for- um, at this stage, it might be necessary to provide some clarification about love intended more for women as women have a difficulty understanding what love is for men and they are constantly disconcerted by their attitudes and behavior and sometimes reach the erroneous conclusion that men are incapable of love. They rarely perceive that the very word love signifies two radically different realities for men and for women. For women, love is power, as you said, a primary thing, mm-hmm. um, a generative tectonic generative tectonic power love when it manifests itself in women is one of the most imposing natural phenomenon and it should be treated with awe it is a creative power of the same order as an earthquake or a climactic disturbance its origin lies in a different ecosystem a different environment a different universe through love women create a new world small isolated creatures were bobbing about in an uncertain existence and here comes a woman to create the conditions for life as a couple a new social sentimental and genetic entity whose vocation is quite simply to eliminate all traces of the pre-existing individuals of which it is (laughs) formed this new entity is essentially already perfect um men are initially reserved they admire and respect this emotional release without fully understanding it It seems quite strange to them to make such a fuss about it, but gradually they are transformed. They are slowly sucked into the vortex of passion and pleasure that a woman creates. More precisely, they recognize her will, her pure and unconditional will, that they understand that will is in essence absolutely good even if she requires frequent and preferably daily vaginal penetration (laughs) as the normal condition of its manifestation. There's more. This is from serotonin. It's beautiful. Yeah. I abridged Very that. Very well said. Um, yeah. I think men are capable of love, but in a different way. Yeah. I the, think, right. The framework of romantic love is very uh, feminine. Yeah. And obviously women's ideations about it are feminine and men just experience it differently. Yeah. And I think men... Uh, I don't mean this to be like cynical again or like provocative, but I think men for men, love is intimately tied up with sex in a way that it isn't for women Hmm. or I mean, maybe not as, as intensely. Yeah. And I would say that it also has something to do psychologically, structurally, right. Heterosexual relationships, um, men the realities of sex difference yeah psychologically are that you know men kind of structure the symbolic order of the world and women are more sort of relegated to the mm, kind of primordial reproductive (laughs) that symbolic order and administrating its decline so a relationship with a man is a way of participating right in In, civil in civilization in in the symbolic psychological order of reality dark chopin howerian read of it where he talks about like women's passions and interests Mm -hmm. are secondary to their primary passion which is uh uh holding a man captive in right. love so they're like uh tastes and stuff <laughs> he argues which i would disagree with are are kind of like proxy tastes 
Right. I across. would also disagree with that, but I just, but it, what I won't argue with, yeah, is that men sort of passions and interests are more primary in their life because they go through at least the first half of their life attempting to usually to like become high achieving and productive within yeah to master space exactly yeah men want to master space and women want to master men i think that's like the very kind of conservative trad breakdown of it and ur as well says love for men is an end but for women it's a beginning wow which is very uh, profound i guess um Hey, Red Scare. So I have a spooky sex question for you. I have a medical condition condition called vaginismus that makes penetrative sex really painful because your, like, pelvic muscles, like, spasm when you're being penetrated. And I've just kind of really lost my sexual confidence after figuring out I have this. It was diagnosed by a doctor, so, you know, it's all real. But, like... So I just kind of don't know how to kind of go about having sex now because now I feel like I have to have this serious conversation kind of before it happens. And I was just kind of wondering how maybe you would go about that, kind of bringing it up, because I feel like it is kind of scary to start a conversation with someone you might have sex with. with so I have this medical condition, you know, <laughs> just kind of, yeah, I just kind of had a how to go about that i don't know but now i do get to say that i have a medically tight pussy so bye guys bye um i had a great idea maybe this young lady with the medical condition can get together with the boyfriend from of the previous young lady who also has a therapeutic for her extremely medically tight pussy congrats on the tight pussy (laughs) um sorry to hear about the pain (laughs) um i understand why your sexual confidence could be shot um but i wouldn't despair (laughs) because I, i mean i'm not a doctor but i uh believe that um conditions like that that manifest themselves sexually can often be psychosomatic yeah you know um and that i think with the right partner and the right sort of open honest really authentic relationship (laughs) um your symptoms could diminish and that it is within the realm of possibility for you to have a satisfying, relatively painless sex life. Um, interesting. I, I'm like just Googling if mm. uh, vaginismus can be cured and also what causes it. <laughs> um, and I think uh, in certain cases it's precipitated by like past sexual trauma, like sexual mm-hmm. abuse or molestation. So yeah. I think like, it's probably useful to explore what caused it if you have a diagnosis. Yeah. And again, whether it's a psychological or physical, because there are also physical, like medical problems that create 
this kind of spasming. I'm just like looking right, right again. Right, of course. Um, yeah, it could be, you know, <laughs> terminal. <laughs> but my hunch is that there's probably emotional, psychological things to unpack there. Yeah, I that personally would make... wouldn't lead with vaginismus like on a first date. Yeah. But it's, you know, sex is extremely treacherous and traumatic for all kinds of people who don't have diagnosed medical conditions. And uh, it is scary to open yourself up to <laughs> intimacy, especially penetrative intimacy. Um, so I would just, I mean, I think you don't have a choice. You just have to kind of be very um, wary and careful about your choice of partners uh and yeah and ease into it and find a way of establishing a sexual rapport with someone that isn't traumatic or painful for you i'm sorry yeah. and you don't have to do penetration there's plenty of other you really don't things like anal penetration <laughs> that you can try. um next question uh, hey, ladies, love the pod. Have either of you dated someone who's bipolar? Any any thoughts on what that's like or how to handle it? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> no, just no. Don't, <laughs> don't do it. Um, I've definitely had short relationships with people who are bipolar. Yeah. Um, and it was extremely challenging and unpleasant. Uh-huh. And... I guess I don't really have advice for how to handle it because I didn't end up pursuing long-term relationships with those people. Mm -hmm. But I am a big advocate for for therapy. I think um, people with bipolar and borderline famously very hard to to date, (laughs) but not, uh, not hopeless. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think my dad was probably a little bipolar. So I like lived with a person who oscillated between extreme depression and, and mania. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I've never. Yeah. I definitely dated have friends him, who are... though I've tried. <laughs> uh, I definitely have friends who are bipolar and my advice in that regard would be kind of uh, arm's length yeah practicing boundaries but obviously that's more complicated with dating i think that the thing i i've yeah i've had friends who have dated bipolar people i think the danger there is that um as with any kind of seriously mentally ill person um you have to really uh be careful to distinguish between uh what's mental illness and what's emotional manipulation because they may say or do things that are like really horrific and then chalk it up to yeah their mental illness that's good advice that would be my major advice 
Um, my question is about cucks. The last few guys I've gone out with get turned on when I talk about the other guys I've been with and or really want to watch me fuck another guy. The first two cucks could have been coincidence, but the third time seems like a pattern. Is there some way I could be attracting cucks or is this a, just a common kink? Also, what is the psychology behind it to the best of your knowledge? I thought it stemmed from some kind of insecurity about having a small dick, but all these guys have had well above average ones. Thanks. It's interesting. Cuckolding is interesting. It's I understand to be incredibly common, even though I've mm-hmm. not encountered it very much. Just all of that pressure carrying around an incredibly huge dick <laughs> <laughs> makes you wanna. Um, but yeah, cuckolding, humiliation, etc., are relatively common areas of sexual interest yeah they're probably on the rise now yeah i think cuckolding porn is some of the most the most popular for sure um it is interesting that you're developing a pattern of dating these people maybe you are putting something out there that is (laughs) drawing cucks to you but maybe also you you might be like an exceptionally kind of um, open person who invites your partners to reveal this to you. Because I think that it does fall within the range of normal sexual interest, but most people aren't comfortable talking about it. Yeah. So the fact that three of your of your boyfriends have voiced these desires to you i think is almost more interesting than the fact that they have them what do you think cuckolding stems from Mm. yeah i don't know i've never thought about it it's humiliation yeah it's um it's yeah about kind of eroticizing feelings of uh, inadequacy and failure. Yeah, I think, well, I, you know, if I were to psychoanalyze it, like more and more men now feel kind of like... Cucked by life. Cucked by life uh, and feel like inadequate and failed. Yeah. So I think maybe they're like taking matters into their own hands <laughs> in like the sexual terrain. Yeah. Going up in here. Interesting. <laughs> That's my... <laughs> Uh, fake ding dong do you think it's a package or something i hope so i hope it's something you bought on the internet i'm just gonna ignore it yeah and play the next one hey guys um quick question do you think it is spooky to have like music on when you have sex i'm asking because recently Somebody was listening to some pretty spooky music. Um, I guess, what are your thoughts on having music on when you have sex that, like, wasn't already on? Like, putting music on. Like it? Love it? Sorry, this is long. Bye. Ooh. Spooky. (laughs) Spooky. Um, I have to pee. Okay. I'll, I guess I'll answer that. I guess that answer door. the door yeah. and I'll take Sorry. What's the question? Is it spooky to play music during sex? Yeah. Thoughts on music during sex. I mean, it depends on the music. Yeah. I have a very specific playlist, if you will. What's your playlist? I mean, it's not a real playlist. It's just those things that I am comfortable like with. <laughs> but I definitely think 
Um, I hooked up with a guy from my acting class once who put on that band, The Kills, and I found that to be shocking and non-erotic. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, so it's, I think it's fine within the context of a relationship where you sort of are aesthetically and sexually aligned and yeah. can make that call for yourselves, you know? Yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah, pretty spooky. Yeah, I mean, it de- really depends. Uh, I I personally like don't like listening to music when I have sex because it makes me like too like meta cognitively aware of like yeah like a music video video yeah and like um I don't know but like the the whole genre of like R and B was like invented for people to like knock boots to basically so I get it that's not really on my on my playlist, yeah on your radar. But- I listen to like R. Kelly and Keith Sweat during <laughs> sex um, or Wagner. Uh, Classical music can be fun to, yeah, to hump to. Lyrics. Yeah, or like kind of noise music or yeah, Lay Rallies, Day Nudes, this like Japanese psych band I find to be very <laughs> hot or like the first My Bloody Valentine album, um, like Shoegaze and shit. Yeah. Or like non-discernible lyrics. I just had a really fucked up thought. I wonder if anybody's put on like one of Eli's albums to have sex to. That would be really, really creepy and weird. Very percussive. Yeah. Extremely, uh, extremely jazzy. Uh, People probably fucked to jazz, which is funny to think about. Yeah. Ragtime ass. Yeah. <laughs> musical theater um okay next email uh hello ladies so i was seeing this guy for about two weeks and suddenly i felt the dynamic shift and things grew grow more distant at the same time my roommate began acting sus (laughs) after i after i found out they would hang out sometimes while i was at work and put two and two together and finally yesterday she told me they were seeing each other how should I move forward in my relationship with my roommate after being cocked? Lots of cockery going on. Um, Harsh. Wow. Uh, ice her out. Ugh, they live together. I know, though. but I would ice her out for like at least some period of time. You have Ugh. to like broadcast and express your dissatisfaction. I would take the high road and act like it's uh, not a thing. I would be like, great. I didn't want to date him anyway. That's true. <laughs> and then I would, um, find subtle ways to sabotage their relationship but yeah. i must yeah you must be feeling pretty low if that sucks i mean it's also been two weeks yeah so exactly it's not a big deal it's exactly. not like her boyfriend but no but a ego real ego blow yeah and because of that i wouldn't broadcast my dissatisfaction that's true yeah because i think it would make me feel worse to, to act yeah maybe to i might but hurt i'll take that back yeah <laughs> I would act like I don't care and just try and get over it as fast as possible. And then move the fuck away. Yeah. I wouldn't want to live with a person who like cucked me with some other schmo. Fuck her dad or something. Yeah. Does she have a brother? <laughs> um, I'm going to skip that one. Ladies. Uh, how do you not lose hope when looking for love? My ex-boyfriend turned out to be an emotionally abusive freak and I live in a small town with zero cool scenes. I'm also in my late 20s and a single mom. I don't think I give off abject vulnerable vibes though and I'm overly educated and very capable but very shy and it seems like every dude I've met lately is a total freak. 
the only one so far who was normal and had a real career. I didn't want to get serious with me because I have a kid. Am I doomed? Is my low BMI and gracious demeanor for nothing? Anonymous. Um, we got like two questions from single moms yeah. of the same nature. Like, is it possible to find love? Right. Um, yeah, you're in a rough spot, but it's definitely possible. Um, I think you're in your late twenties. Yeah. It's the right person is out there for you. I think it'll get easier as you get older. Yeah. Um, and there's definitely people who don't mind getting involved with people with children, but mm. I can understand why it's not many people's preference. Some are relieved. Yeah. By it. Yeah. Um, Takes the pressure off having to inseminate. Yeah. Um, also, you know, both of these single moms that wrote in are very thin. Mm -hmm. So I think men would be reassured to know that they bounced back. Right. From, from their baby body. Yeah. So should they choose to inseminate down the line? Good news. Yeah, great news Good. for you men. I Yeah, I think I, where there's a will, there's a way, and it's totally possible. And it, it, I know several kind of situations where a woman had children already and the man and a man decided to be with her and those men really love those women mm -hmm. and and the um, children too by the way yeah i think you should it's you sound like a great girl you should value yourself um enough to sort of not to blame you but um you know, just be mindful of red flags mm -hmm. with getting involved with people who might be emotionally abusive or, and or pedophiles. And or pedophiles. Um, you know, and just sort of hold yourself to a to a high standard of of care in your in your relationships, and the right person will come along. Um, is it my turn? Is it a voicemail time? Um, Josh, I had a sex tune about you the other night. And I read once that if you dream of someone, it means either that they're thinking of you or that they'll make an appearance in your life. So, um, Anna, you were in it too, but we have no sex. Sorry. I mean, I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> for you, but, um... Joshua Anna, I can imagine maybe the spookiest thing for you would be to be gay. So just tell the listeners we want to know, are you just a little bit gay? Just a tiny bit. Throw us at them. Humor. I can't wait to hear. <laughs> um, I'm on the Kinsey scale, one being straight, ten being full-blown lesbian would probably place myself at like a three, 2.5. Yeah. On between the, two on and three. End, yeah. Yeah. I definitely have primarily heterosexual desires, but I've have, I've been with, uh, I've had a, I've had a lesbian lover before, not to <laughs> brag. <laughs> um, and I enjoyed it and it was interesting. She was extremely special 
I definitely think like kissing girls is hot because their faces are beautiful and soft. Um, I've never like done the whole strap on double-sided dildo thing. I don't really know how lesbians have sex, <laughs> obviously. I've never scissored. No. But I've done the kind of the oral thing. And as I would just, I guess I'm just a very um, sexually submissive person. Mm-hmm. So uh, I went to a women's college, as some of, some people might know. Never so you're basically really a, an honorary lesbian. Yeah, not, not a real one. <laughs> um, so as long as the the dynamic was still one in which I didn't have too much agency, I think I could I could get there. But it's not my preference. Um, same. Yeah, I think all women are bisexual and like uh, are are capable of having uh like sexual relations with other women and uh don't uh, are cap- totally capable of enjoying it um i don't know i think my sister and i are both like kind of philosophically lesbian so is my mom uh but i don't wouldn't want to be in a relationship with a woman oh i was going to say i could see myself having a lesbian life partner yeah maybe i don't know in later on in my life when i finally get sick of men's bullshit yeah <laughs> that's true um but i don't th- i think that would be when my libido dips a little bit and it sex isn't as important to me yeah and you can just share and clothes like, then me and you could just settle finally settle <laughs> yeah, down to our like, um astrologically compatible yeah i could make an honest woman out of you finally <laughs> <Friction> free <laughs> relationship um i don't know i mean also yeah i i'm with you i'm like i prefer to be sexually submissive in a relationship and i find in all of my encounters with women that i am the dominant one and have like a very kind of male objectifying mm-hmm. gaze yeah toward women and i personally don't like that i don't like being the dominant or domineering one it's not like my favorite thing but that's like the natural role one assumes in relation in like kind of amorous relationships with women right uh because they're so wishy-washy and don't know what they want. (laughs) Someone's got to take charge. Yeah. um, But I, it's not going to be me. I personally hate taking charge or like, no, my small female brain isn't gonna, I'm good at making kind of um, social plans or like vacation itineraries, stuff like that. But yeah, like kind of fun, low press stuff. Yeah. I wouldn't want to like, wine and dine somebody else yeah just to eat their pussy (laughs) that doesn't make any sense (laughs) (laughs) but i like constitutionally philosophically um relate to like the paglias and sontags and even judith butlers of the world like i get it yeah i definitely get it but not right now yeah not today satan not today satan um next email love line advice oh um obsessed in ontario it's the second to last one yeah um i'm just like oh right 
Hi, girlies. Love the pod. I've been with my man for a year and a half and we got engaged a couple months ago. Yay, quarantine. (laughs) Everything is great except for the fact that I'm obsessed with his ex, lol. He was still in love with her when we started dating, so he'd mention her at times and I got hung up on checking her social media and comparing myself to her. I even made a fake Insta account to follow her and she accepted, lol. They had a long history. She's extremely rich and cool. Um, what's a girl to do? How do I stop being obsessed with her, their previous relationship and checking her Instagram? Um, I like forgot why I wanted to answer this question uh, briefly because this is like a very bog standard mm. feminino question. But I think it's like um, this doesn't have anything to do with the relationship. Like she's distracting herself from the relationship by being obsessed with this person. Yeah. Who her ex or who her Uh, fiance probably doesn't care about at this point but was still in love with when they started dating which is i could understand that being a problem sure but i think it's a little weird to make a fake you should definitely unfollow her on on instagram and i think you have to do a little bit of uh behavior modification here and sort of not give in to those impulses to stalk her and you will gradually find yourself thinking about her less yeah if you sort of just don't allow yourself to have that access um yeah i i'm like very uncompromising about this um because again i've said it before and i'll say it again you should never allow yourself to entertain or act on your jealousies toward other people which are natural and inevitable but should be fleeting you know Mm -hmm. it's like werner herzog says like your disappointments in general um should be fleeting you should deal with them swiftly and privately yeah um and i i'm like totally in agreement with that um not only for the sake of your own growth as a person, but also because you never know what's going on in the other person's life. And right. she looks rich and cool to you, but that doesn't mean that she's not a human being with, with her own, you know, adversities and challenges. Yeah. Whose life might not be so rich or so cool in reality. Right. As the way she's presenting online. Yeah. Everybody presents, you know, much better, than the reality online i'm not saying people like hide things or it's like really shitty but it's much more mundane on the day-to-day basis right and all of that um it's just a hot spot for projection yeah you know and i think like this obsession now has taken on a life of its own like initially it was understandable that you'd be a little bit uh peaked or kg by the fact that this guy was in love with his ex Um, but now I think it's become like a distraction from the relationship. Yeah. And you'll end up self-sabotaging. Yeah. Classically. Yeah. Ask yourself, like, seriously, I know this is crazy, but ask yourself, do you want to be engaged to him? Yeah. Interesting. That's a, you know. Yeah. And if you do, then do your, do both of you a favor and well then you owe it put it out of your mind babe yeah you owe it to him you owe it to her and you most of all you owe it to yourself to not be obsessed with this person Mm -hmm. who has no bearing on your life maybe a frank conversation about her only fans (laughs) (laughs) um you know about his previous relationship and your insecurities about it would be helpful you know maybe he would say something that would appease you yeah that would quell your anxieties 
Okay. We're nearing the end here. Hi, girls. Whenever I walk my dog, people will literally stop me in the street to tell me they think my dog is beautiful. I say thank you and wait for them to say more, but they just smile and keep walking. What about me? I'm left wondering. Do you think it's rude to compliment the dog but not the owner? For reference, I'm 29 and stacked. Thanks. (laughs) You sound super hot. (laughs) And you must have a really beautiful dog. Um when they're complimenting their your dog they're actually complimenting you but being polite exactly when they say hey your australian shepherd has beautiful piercing blue eyes mm-hmm. they're saying and gorgeous like, supple breasts hey you must have a really gorgeous unoffensive pussy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would take um i would take it in stride and assume that they're desperate for an excuse to talk to you because yeah, they're so they want to fuck both you and your dog. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the last uh of the voicemails. Hi Anna, hi Dasha. Um it's a quick one. I just bought like um my first like fancy lube <laughs> for my for this girl that I've been seeing. Well not for, but like, you know, you get it. Um, my question is, is Fancy Lube neoliberal? Peace and love. <laughs> um, I know you said we get it, but I don't kind of. For anal? That must be what he means. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is a little neoliberal because it's What's in it? the classic definition in that it's, you know, um, created a sort of a, a market for for something unnecessary what's a fancy lube like a 12 dollar or 19 dollar like what price point are we talking i think sky's the limit really mm-hmm. but you know coconut oil will do yeah it's <laughs> why did he buy this lube again to impress the girl for his girlfriend yeah but well he said you get it yeah which i'm assuming means to butt fuck her yeah um that's cool bro it's not neoliberal it's literally ancient (laughs) (laughs) yeah and Uh, what's this the joke the greeks invented it but it took the romans to introduce it to women (laughs) the italians (laughs) 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 um yeah it's definitely a little neoliberal but it's a nice investment and i'm sure she appreciates it it's fun to to spice things up with with products did you buy it on amazon you class trader he probably went to one of those primed sex positive (laughs) shops i think it's fine yeah but fucking your girlfriend of the fancy lube does not make you hey she sounds like she's worth it yeah there is no (laughs) ethical consumption there is no ethical butt fucking <laughs> late capitalism well that's that's, that's the it. show thanks you guys happy halloween yeah safe um safe trick-or-treating out there yeah i look forward to seeing everyone's exciting covid costumes yeah i hope i hope some people dress up like us not gonna lie oh yeah i didn't even think of that See you in hell. See you in hell. Jumps. student, the university
Uh, I forgot to fucking, uh, what's it, uh. Fuck! Uh, Young Taken Russian Royal One. Uh, I can't remember how to say how are you. I can, however, say. Spasiba!